We're standing at the corner of Wall Street and Main Street. Today we're going to look back at the first season of the Wall and Main podcast and look ahead to season two. When starting this podcast, we felt it was important to add a voice to financial journalism. That voice should speak not only for the business world, but the impact it has on everyday life. There is an abundance of information out there, maybe too much, and it's making it harder and harder to separate fact from fiction, truth from opinion. It's more important than ever to have a trusted source of content to help navigate the world of business and investing and make sense of it all. While that's a tall task, our goal is to provide a resource to learn more about the products and services that have come to the forefront and tap into the collective brain trust of financial service professionals across the spectrum. We will deliver this information to you, the listener, in bite-sized episodes focusing on specific topics or themes. At Kingswood, I work closely with hundreds of talented professionals in the financial services industry. We will hand-pick experts in each field to help demystify the different areas of finance. Season one introduced us to an incredible group of guests. Starting it off with Sam Stovall, Chief Investment Strategist with CFRA Research, Sam was an incredible resource for information about the stock market and has an encyclopedic knowledge of past performance in a multitude of scenarios. In fact, it's been said that over the many years, first with S&P Global and now with CFRA, he's maintained a spreadsheet of just about every market event and every subsector of the S&P 500, and he's gauged their performance and their reaction to all of these different headlines and catalysts. In doing so, he has crystallized or synthesized the collective wisdom of decades of performance in the markets, and it gives us this incredible context for the current market environment. And we did just that together, and his message to us was really to stay the course. Obviously, we had some suggestions in terms of what works best in a market like this, what doesn't work so well, And if that gives you information to recalibrate your strategy, great. But we really just wanted to get our arms around all of the different changes we're experiencing uh, in the market today. I would encourage anyone who wants to to see the wall and main uh, vision come to life. You know, that was really where it started. And it told me uh, that, that, that we were onto something. Second episode, we brought in Amanda Adams from Tarkenton to talk about annuities. Now, annuities have had their share of proponents and detractors uh, over the last several years. And we wanted to learn more about this asset class to see if it might be right for investors looking to manage risk or to plan for retirement. And, And overwhelmingly, of the listeners of this podcast, I think that is the need. We want to know, how do we navigate these or any markets and get ourselves safely to the other side, whether it be financial freedom, whether it be retirement, whether it be buying a dream house or whatever it might be you know, that you're looking to accomplish uh, 
you need uh, products, resources that will help you get there. And annuities for some under the right circumstances could be that tool. And we just wanted to give you a little bit more information about those. Amanda did a great job. I encourage you to check out that episode as well. Jeff Flaherty joined us from ExchangeRight. Now, ExchangeRight is one of the leaders in one of the most popular transaction strategies in recent memory, the 1031 Exchange. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, but it sounds familiar, it could be that Joe Biden talked about putting it on the chopping block uh, in, in a recent bill that made it all the way through the various uh, stages, but ultimately uh, never got signed into law in Washington. And the 1031 exchange is a very important tool for real estate investments. If you're looking to sell a highly appreciated asset, um, whether it be an investment property or uh, an investment in a commercial property, and purchase a like-kind asset, but not be subject to all of the different uh, tax implications of that transaction, everything from the capital gain to any sort of recapture of depreciation. If you have something like a 1031 exchange, you can invest over time in real estate without incurring those massive uh, tax implications every time you make a trade, and therefore you defer the tax liability until you're ultimately done with this series of investments, at which time you'll be liable for those taxes. So this allows investors to participate in this space similar in the way they would in a retirement account, where you can buy and sell stocks to your heart's content uh, because the tax implications are solved for by different strategies, either through a Roth or traditional IRA. He was incredible. It's one of the hottest sectors of, of the alternative investment community. So we wanted to shed some light on it. And like anything that's a bull market, we want to find out, you know, where are the risks? What don't we know? What should we be worried about going forward? Uh, the most streamed episode, not surprisingly, was on crypto. And we were joined by Anthony Scaramucci with Skybridge. Uh, Anthony Scaramucci, the mooch, obviously a really influential figure, not just in finance, but in politics and social media, outspoken as they come. And he certainly had a lot to say about crypto. Uh, crypto is probably the, uh, the phrase du jour and the new kid on the block in the financial services industry. Uh, everyone wants to know more about it. it. Is it real? Where's it going from here? Are we missing out? Is this a craze, a mania, a fad? Uh, you know, what should we do with this new entrant into the financial services ecosystem? And the Mooch told us why he's staying the course with his investments and bullish on the future of decentralized finance. An incredible episode. Strongly urge you to check it out. Um, a few of our guests, and he was one of them, have actually not asked for any preparation, but just wanted to have a conversation on the spot. And he delivered and it created for a really interesting conversation between the two of us. Next up, we had Michael Kim, who's the president of AssetMark. And AssetMark is leading the revolution, the sea change in financial services 
where advisors are shifting from the transaction-based model, a la carte, as we might say, to the fee-based model. And why? And the fee-based model is something that advisors employ utilizing the so-called fiduciary standard, whereas the transaction-based model still requires advisors or registered representatives to adhere to Reg BI, a regulation best interests that suggests that the, the moves you make are in the best interests of your clients, as well as the suitability standard. Are these investments suitable for these clients? So in financial service, more and more advisors are now transitioning their business away from the transaction-based model into the fee-based model. And AssetMark is one of the largest providers of so-called TAMPs, Turnkey Asset Management Platforms. And these are utilized to help advisors make that transition and make investing decisions automatically based on a number of different criteria to better serve their clients. Um, this is probably the hottest sector in finance right now, with over $3 trillion in assets finding their way under the, uh, the advisement and the supervision of turnkey asset management platforms over the last several years. Finally, Marcus New, the CEO of Investex, talked to us about private equity in the current challenging financial landscape, as opposed to the bull market we enjoyed over the past several years. We discussed the notion of the IPO window seemingly slammed shut, dropping from uh, over $400 billion in tech IPOs in 2021 to less than a half a billion so far in 2022. That precipitous drop suggests a real pull forward in demand at the very later stages of the growth equity bull market that we enjoyed all the way up until 21 and how that seemingly reversed almost overnight in 22. What are the implications on private companies that don't enjoy daily pricing on a public exchange? How do you change your strategy to handpick the ones you'd like to invest in before going public, given the fact that access to capital, uh, financial market conditions, and even the valuation of these types of investments on the public markets is going to change that math dramatically. I think Marcus did an incredible job in walking through his process, and it gives us a lot of insight into how to navigate, quote unquote, growth equity uh, from a bull market into a bear market, which is currently uh, where that industry sits. So season one, big victory lap right now. I think we did an incredible job of delivering on our stated goal, but we're really just getting started. Season two is on its way. I can't wait to reveal the guests and the topics week by week as we continue this journey on the path to enlightenment together. I truly appreciate your time and support in making Wall and Main a success. If you have any feedback or suggestions for future episodes, drop me a line, dblake at kingswoodus.com. Thanks so much. Look forward to meeting with you again at the corner of Wall Street and Main Street in the near future.